Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ravinda with MZ and Indie Radio, and I'm happy to be here this Saturday evening to bring us some wonderful guests who are multi-talented. And uh, we um, just listened to uh, Love Song by Eva Eva, soon to be another guest. She's um, a Brazilian uh, singer. Um, she's part of our world playlist mix, and we'll be hearing a lot more from her in the future. Uh, but today's guest, we have uh, Kyra Simone from the United Kingdom, who is a soul diva, and she does a lot of beautiful music herself and such a beautiful voice, and she also hosts her own radio show where she also features soul music, and she also uh, writes lovely poetry. Uh, we will hear some of that this evening, and I believe I have her on the line with us now. Hi, Kyra. How are you today? Hello, how are you? Can you hear me well? Yes, I hear you quite fine. Oh, lovely. How are you? <laughs> oh, busy girl, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> I can imagine. Thanks for having me here on your show today. It's really good. Oh, great. I'm glad to have you. I mean, we we had you on our, our launching show, uh, Indie Radio AM, which was in Philadelphia. And um, we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time because it's very limited on that show. But um, here we can pretty much sit back and have a you know glass of wine and enjoy ourselves. Oh, so wow. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll just, I'll just pour my wine <laughs> and I'll see you for, for a while. <laughs> Well, um, I would like for you to um, share some information about yourself with our guests, those who uh, didn't get a chance to listen to the uh, earlier show we had on Tuesday. Um, tell us tell us a lot about uh, who Kyra Simone is. Wow, okay. So, you know, if you go from my beginnings, I suppose my parents are from a musical background, and my mother used to sing in a lover's rock reggae band, and I used to go with her and travel to different gigs, and she used to carry me with her, and I used to rehearse at the back of the garden. There's this little shed right at the bottom of the garden. I used to go down there, used to see my mum rehearsing, getting ready for her shows. My dad also played keys, and he's also a singer as well. So I suppose it's in my blood a little bit, but um, I've always been singing. I did my first recording at about age six, you know, do, singing lover's rock reggae music. And um, it basically went on from there. I went to college, did business, and I did accountancy as well. And then I did music and drama. So I've got a bit of both. I've got a business side of me, and then I've got an artistic side of me as well. And it kind of put the two together, and I'm able to sort of just go through the through the industry with my head on, my eyes open, and um, also being able to artistically, you know, express myself as well. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, well, I guess it's all, it is in the blood, and um, I think in the way it happens to a lot of us, we're, if, for those of us who take the challenge, that is, when we're um, talented within our family, and we just kind of pass this through to, to the other children in the family, and it just takes a special person like yourself to take advantage of that and just get out there and do something with that talent. You know, it's not wasted away on you. <laughs> oh, it's so important to have your parents or people around you that just support you and just encourage you to do what it is you're doing because um, in the, 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 the culture that I'm from, West Indian culture, um, a lot of them were saying, you know, get a real education and I suppose 
in a way, I'm like, oh, I should have just gone straight into music. But then if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have the business mind that I do have, perhaps because I wouldn't have done the marketing that I've done and the, the, you know, the degree and I wouldn't have gone through the accountancy. So I wouldn't know about money and because I, I look at money in, in, in different ways and, and all these all these elements make up who I am today. So, you know, I've got to be thankful that um, I was able to have the opportunity to, to learn um, not just about artistic sides, but also about the business side as well. Wow. So what was it that made you want to just take the reins and just get out there and just, you know, go for it with your own career in music? I mean, just do it. Just get out there and perform in front of uh, people. Happiness, contentment. Those are the words that jumped to mind. You know, I wasn't content and I wasn't happy doing um, accountancy, working in a law firm. It didn't didn't do anything for me. It was it didn't challenge me. I wasn't excited. I felt like I was wasting time. And I was like, I need to do this music. I need to do this thing where I create and I express. And in that expression, I help. And in that help, I also inspire. And in that inspiration, I also bring, you know, reality, realness. And that's what I try to do when I'm writing. I'm just trying to be me, being real, um, discover myself. And hopefully people will come with me on that journey. And they can also either inspire me or I inspire them or we can help to encourage each other to open up and and connect basically and and heal wow so is that the reason why you you know write such beautiful music and and poetry to inspire i i write to heal um and it's 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 about healing myself and I'm in that hope that I'm healing myself. I know that I'm not the only person out there. So I hope people can be able to relate to my music. I'm not just about, um, you know, inspirational sort of gospel type music. I, I, I just keep it real. I speak about real life topics that affect me and, and probably affect other people out there. Because even though when you think you're alone in something, you never really are alone, even though it feels quite lonely, you know. You are never, never, never alone. There is somebody out there that you can relate to, that you can home in on and, and connect with and hopefully can get you through whatever it is that you're getting through or help you to enjoy whatever it is that you're enjoying at that moment in time. Wow. Now, is this your first project that you're, that you're working on? It is. Yay. It's my <laughs> first It's my first book. <laughs> it's really strange because I'm the kind of person that I don't take I don't take things easy. I'm like, I'm going to write poetry. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to publish my book. And people will go, well, how are you going to do that? I'm like, no, don't worry about that. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry oh, about that. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I know this is what I'm going to do. And that's been my attitude. It's been like, okay, I'm writing an album. This is going to be my second album. The first album was really more, more of a taster because I had a demand for uh, my music to be out there. I had a soul-searching EP, cut a long story short. Um, you know, I am no longer attached to that soul-searching EP. Um, but I so that's when I put the album out, and that album's there for people to purchase so that they can get to know me a bit better. They can get to know my music. And now uh, with Escon. Um, we are actually promoting that album, but I've got a, an album coming up now, and this is like a proper project because the the scent album was put together just for people to get to know me. It, but it wasn't like an album cemented project. But this this project coming up right here, this is cemented. This is like the realness. This is like 
wow, this is my this is me with my poetry in there as well. I'm going to be speaking. I'm speaking a bit in in the scent, but this is going to have all the aspects of where I'm at right now, right here, right now, and I'm really excited about it. And I, you know, and they say, how are you going to do it? I don't know. I'm just going to do it, and it's coming together. So it's it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You have to claim it. <laughs> yeah, claim it, name it, grab it, take it, <laughs> do whatever it is, and don't let anybody tell you you cannot. Oh, well, how are you going to do that then? How do you think you're going to do that? It's not, don't ask me how. I know that I'm going to do it. And if people really want to get into that conversation with you, unless they're going to help you and contribute to what you're doing, tell them to be quiet because they're just going to take away what it is that you take your focus away from what it is that you need to do. You know? Do you know what I mean, Jen? Do you know? You follow me, right? Right. You know, so, I, yeah. I know there's a lot of people that need to, to focus and just understand what it is they want to do. And sometimes they just get discouraged because other people are not as excited about it as them or they have to right. depend on somebody else's opinion about it. You know, I'm, I'm like you. I, I If I get an idea about doing something, I'll just go ahead and do it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And then guess what happens? It gets done. <laughs> That's right. And where did you come up with the... Uh, the title, the scent for your album. The scent is the act. This the first song on the album. Um, in the intro, there's an intro of the scent, and basically for me, the scent is all about um, understanding aspects of life. That when you look at it, when you smell it, even when you taste it, and this is like metaphorically or sometimes literally, it tastes good. It smells good. It looks good, but it's really, really not good for you. And I, I kind of um. It's represented as a man, not necessarily a man, but in the song I represent it as a man. And um, you've got to be careful of people, things that can cause you to self-destruct. And in that, what you do, you listen to other people and you conform to what it is they want you to be. And that's soul-destroying, and that's what can destroy your soul. So you've got to be careful of that, because on the outside, it's a pretty story. And everybody goes, you should do this, you should do that, and this is the best way to be. But you know what is best for you. you know. And if you don't, it's your journey to discover that. It shouldn't be influenced by what people say it ought to be. It should be what feels good to you. That's right. And I, I wish you would do, like, motivational speaking and just take it on a tour. Wow, <laughs> you are not the first person to say that to me. I'm like, wow, you should be speaking somewhere. You should have you should have speeches and stuff. And you know, I'm I'm keeping it in mind because I want to incorporate that into my performances, where I will speak a little bit, you know, and get the just get the audience to understand me, um, where I'm coming from. I won't speak too much, won't bore them. Hopefully, <laughs> but um, I don't think I, I'm, so. <laughs> I hope not, but um, I do that in my performances, and it will be nice. I think that's a natural progression for me to go into maybe talking to people, and and get, and that's my way of giving back, having seminars maybe, and speaking to people about what it is I've experienced, and hopefully they they're able to relate what I've gone through, what I what I have learned through life experience, because I think that's what it's about. It's about life experience, and people can speak on a subject analytically and politically correct and give you great advice and you can run with it and take it it may be for you it may not be for you but once you've experienced something you're able to look at it from a different perspective and people are able to respond to you better because they know you've gone through it also yourself that's right that's totally right i want to take a very short break and put on one of your songs that um, i just happen to love on um uh moments and i want to put that on when we come back 
We'll talk a little bit more. Um, later on, ladies and gentlemen, we also have our special guest, Nancy Sellers, who will be um, talking to us about her book also. It's called I'm Not In Love, I'm Just a Booty Call. <laughs> and she had a, a previous book called um, uh, Bondage to Freedom, and we will have her come on later on and talk with us as well. And we'll be back with some more Kyra. And we're also going to do a uh, uh, beautiful uh, piece following her song called Soul Searching. Um, you all should really hear her voice is angelic. Thank you. <laughs>
What are you searching for? Are you searching for someone? Look above the clouds. Look beyond your mind, beyond your soul. Search for the place. Feed. Feed on the food of soul. You know your mind. Find your soul. Fly with the soul. The sound Carries movement. Movement made for the one that lives within us. As I said, angelic. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, I had, um, well, I've asked you these questions um, probably already at the other show, but for the sake of those who weren't able to um, attend the show or listen to the download yet, uh, and just a reminder, everyone, um, I'm on uh, WNWR AM 1540 Radio in Philadelphia, which is also called my show, uh, Indie Radio AM, and that's every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. You can also stream it at www.wmznradio.ning.com. I'll put that information up also in the chat room, which is a good thing about being on Blog Talk because you can also chat uh, for those who are able to talk with us live. So that's a good thing. But I wanted to um, share with the audience that um, I'll have Kyra share with the audience uh, do you write your own music and and produce it too? I co-produce most of the songs. Um, I write my own lyrics. I come up, um, I edit, and I um, arrange the vocals. So I pretty much write everything, and I work alongside great producers or composers. And I, I'm able to actually say to them, "Can you put this in? Can you take that out? Can you can you do that for me? Can you do this?" And they're just they're just happy to do it. So it's it's, it's like a great working relationship. Now, do you have, a, you know, like a large group of people that work with you, or are you doing like a little skeleton crew? I have a small amount of people that I work with on a regular basis. I'm always looking to, to, to meet new people, new composers that are able to work with me. So, you know, I'm always up for meeting new producers and working with, with other people. But I, I do like the consistency of a composer relationship because in, when you got that, they get to know you, they get to know what you like and, and you can kind of seep into each other. So they'll produce and, and work with you on the level that you need to be, that you need to work with. Wow. So um, you've been fortunate enough to have people that, you know, you you pretty much get along with that don't try to take over the project and write it themselves. I think for me, if someone does go to do that and um, they won't allow me to have any input whatsoever, then I wouldn't really get on with them. And um, we probably just wouldn't keep working together because if you can't connect with me, then that means my music doesn't connect with me, which means when I go to do it, there's, there's no connection there. 
you know if you write something for me and it's and it's because you know who I am and you feel this is something that I can relate to or maybe even by chance then that's a good look for me but if you just want to go off and write about something that I have no interest in and I can't connect to the to, to the song I'm not really interested and we really won't have a long-term relationship <laughs> well put <laughs> that is so nice I don't even know if they knew you told them um take it or leave it <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure they would know. I'm sure they would know. <laughs> but I like it now, to be two way. I like for them to communicate, for them to put in, and for me to put in together as well. So, do you put a lot of your personal experiences in your music and and into the energy that you use when you perform? All the time. I've had I've sung cover songs, and I sung Super uh, Woman. Uh, I think that's Karen Karen White. Um, and oh, people yeah. were like, oh, that's fantastic. But the second I sat down and sung my own my own song, it's a completely, we call it a different kettle of fish. So it's a different, completely different experience for the audience because they're just like, oh, my goodness, I felt that connection. Who is that person you are singing about? Oh, my goodness, that was absolutely amazing. And I think it wasn't amazing because it was amazing vocally. I think it was amazing spiritually because I connected to the song. So it's really important for me to, to have that connection of my own experiences. And even if I've based it on loose experiences, I can still put my energy into that into that song because it's still me and I still wrote it. So Wow. Now um have you um performed with any other artists? I have performed with other artists. Over here in the UK, I performed with uh, David Mensah, um, Maria Lawson. She was from X Factor. She was also in um, Thriller, Michael Jackson. Um, I performed with um, uh, quite a few people. I performed on the BBC um, with Leon Jackson. He was an X Factor winner as well. I performed with who else? Uh, There's so many, just so many different amazing, talented musicians. And also amazing, talented artists and singers. And it's just been great. It's been great over here. And I just can't wait to come over there. I just want to be where you're at. I want to be over in America. <laughs> well, I would love to have you over here. I'm telling you, if I had the budget, I'd bring you right over here on the next Woo! plane. <laughs> <laughs> I like but the that. Is cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are working on... Um, we're, I'm just going to share a little secret with my audience because okay. only my audience is going to know. Um, cool. My partners and I, and, and we're hoping that we can get some big-name people involved as well, we're working on this project, which is a um, simulcast um, uh, live stream concert of independent artists. Um, so other people do it anyway, but we want to do something a little different. Um, we want to have, you know, like one location in the U.K. that a few of the artists that we are trying to promote will perform at. And then in our Canada area, because we have a promoter that we're working with over there. And then, of course, right here in the USA. And we're going to stream it all to one account, which is my live stream account. And we'll be able to watch the concert simulcast, like just a little bit of this, that, and the other during, uh, I guess, a couple of hours. And on the pay-per-view of course, we're going to promote it so well. I mean, just heavy, heavy promotion using the social networking uh, resources that we have and, and press releases and things like that and just passing the word around and just putting it everywhere, radio show, everywhere we can think of, we're going to promote it. 
And those artists, since they don't have the ability to come over here to the U.S. to perform and let the people over here know what they sound like and all, they'll get a chance to do that when they participate in the concert. It's not going to be a huge concert, so it's not going to be like 65 bands, like you know, a lot of places have. Because I've been looking on the on the um, gig list, and there's like so many things going on where they got like 50, 60 bands performing. I'm like, how could you remember who you heard? So mm-hmm. ours is going to be a little bit more intimate, um, and then we have a you know a place over here um, with a nice audience, and we'll stream it live, and then people will get to hear everybody, and those folks who can't really get over here to the states will at least be able to perform that way. And then we'll be raising some money while we're doing this that we'll put into a fund where we're going to use it to help with the promotion of our artists. So, like, say a person like yourself, we really feel, you know, passionate about what you're doing and what your talent is, we'll be able to have the funds to help you with getting you over here so that you can do all the performing that you need to do to get yourself promoted and to get, you know, well-known amongst the audiences. So that's just a little secret that I'm telling everybody right now because it's a small audience today. (laughs) Um, That's when they downloaded everybody in the world to know it. But by then we should be getting our answers from some folks that we are talking to and getting – we're trying to add in some fundraising things too. So we're asking artists to, um, you know, create a song that relates to something you like to see change in the world. Um, there will be something like if, if you have, you know, an issue with poverty or racism or violence or domestic violence towards women and children or certain health issues, um, homelessness, you know, the war, not really politics because we could be all day with that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, things like that, things that you want to see change. I know so many talented people out there that can come up with a song that reflects how they feel about things that, you know, that need to change in this world. So that's one of the requirements, and we'll use that music to help, you know, people's uh, awareness of these subjects, and then we'll be able to, you know, raise some funds to to put towards certain um, charities that work on changing those things for those type of situations, and especially um, helping the people that have suffered through um, natural disasters. There's so many of them right now that, you know, everybody's pulling from some money from somewhere, but it's not really helping everybody the way it should. So we hope that particular type of event will help us to be able to help other people, as well as help our artists to get promoted. So I want you to be involved, of course. (laughs) Of course, that would be absolutely fantastic. And you know that I said I'll be there because I think it's definitely a great look. It's a great way to get your music out there. I like the whole intimate thing because sometimes when you get like too many, too many, too many choices or selections, it can get diluted and then it defeats the point because nobody gets an option. So even if it was like, okay, we're going to work with these guys, then we're going to rotate, you know, after a period of time or when someone gets gets the opportunity to get sponsored and gets moved to a great level then you can be rotated and someone else can come in and then people right. get to you get other people um, getting a chance but then you don't have so much people all together that nobody gets a chance if you see what I mean because it's just too much to pick from it is and we can make it a weekly event you know it doesn't have to be this one big thing for a year and then we don't hear from anybody anymore it could be you know a small group one week another group the following week you know, and we can do it on a on a regular basis, and and that'll help us, you know, bring in a lot of new talent that people aren't aware of, and it'll help us to, you know, 
uh, build that that reservoir of funding that we need to to help artists. Because I think there isn't a big fund out there anywhere that can really help independent artists. Like it's focused on them. It's really focused on people who have already, what you say, made it. So yeah. you know, people who are just getting into it that are really super talented, they don't really have a whole lot of you know resources to go to unless they know somebody personally. And that's okay, usually. Yeah know where it is when you see these artists pop up they're showing up on the first run of the radio because they're with somebody who's already being you know saturated on there and that's the way they get in unless you got a lot of money you're not gonna be able to do any other way of course that's it and i always say this to people that if you're getting into music you need to form relationships with people because what happens is you get brought in and it's as simple as that people go off recommendation and if you don't form a relationship with somebody because the the honest the brutal honesty is that there are a lot of people lots of talented people out there and I think it's the relationships that you form with your with your fans your listeners and people just around you that can take you elevate you to the next level because if you ain't got that then nobody's going to really be paying much attention to you that's right that's totally right. And I was actually talking to someone that's um, one of my industry partners. He's very well connected. And I actually submitted your music to him, and he loves oh. your music. <gasps> wow. He loves your music. Um, oh. The thing with it is that we got to work on getting your name branded and getting you more performances and promoting you more over here as well as, you know, any place outside of the United States that you haven't reached already. And yeah, just getting you out there to where you are able to, you know, get more sales on your album, create your budget, and then we can work on getting you over here and doing something else. Because at that time, you can probably open for some other star over here, and then that'll just bring you out. I mean, like, Yay. I'd love to see you open for somebody like Common. Oh, wow. Uh, I'd love to see you open for Common. Um, in fact, I will do whatever I can to get in touch with anybody that's involved with him to see if he would even consider that would be amazing. going over there. Because, you know, that's another yeah. thing. We, artists yeah. go over there all the time. And if yeah, they just true. get you while you're there, you know, then you don't have to worry about trying to travel all the way over here. Yeah, true. But I do want to come over as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I, you, I think I'll be coming at some there. point. I think your listeners can say, they can hear it. They've heard it here. I am coming to America. Um, and hopefully it will be this year as well. You know, and, and I pray that it will be in the next couple of months, at least for a visit. Come say hi. Come see you personally in the studio and, and just get to know the country a bit better because, you know, I really am looking forward to coming over to the the USA. You know, I'm British, but I, I, I've just, there's something that seems to be calling me and pulling me over there. So, hey, I'm going to go <laughs> with it. <laughs> Well, we're going to get here. Uh, I have a request from our audience um, to play another song. So I want to play something very special. It's a song that you wrote called Kissing You. Um, I fell in love with that song, and I think (laughs) that the audience will actually love this as well. And um, I'm going to go ahead and put that on. We'll be back with Kyra Simone.
Everybody loves that one. <laughs> oh, I'm kissing you. That one was, it's some, there's something about a kiss, just a kiss. When you truly, truly love somebody, and it's not even a love that's like, oh, I'm so in love, we're going to be married. And, and it's just, I really connect with you right now, and we connect spiritually. And I, I miss you, and I haven't seen you, and I just want to kiss you, and 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 kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you, you know, that, that, that kiss, you know? But that's what that song's about, a whole song about kissing. <laughs> I compared it to singing praise. I compared it to the stars, the stars. The sun, the moon, everything is, is yeah, it's it's a, a truly wonderful thing to be able to kiss your partner like that. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. So tell me a little bit about your book. You have a, a poetry book out that yep. I had a chance to read um, um, the other night. I read the entire book, and it's so beautiful. And Thank it was you. just very, just like, it just pulls at your emotions. So tell the audience about it and mm. how you came up with it. Well, I was basically in a tour bus. I was part of a, a theatre group and we were singing Motown. I was doing covers, Motown music, and I couldn't get to record my own music. And I was like, I need to somehow get my emotions because I was going through something. I was going through something spiritual and I was like, I need to get this out. So I started to write. I bought a paper, I bought a pad, and I thought, I'm just going to write stuff out. And it came out like poetry. Now I don't, I don't read poetry as such, but for me it felt like poetry the way that I'd put it together. And that's when I decided I'm going to write a book. 
So in this van, on my way to wherever, because we never really knew where we were going, we were just going up and down the UK, I started to write, I came up with the, the name of the book, I, I wrote, I actually designed the logo and then got a proper designer to come in and design the logo itself, and I came up with the name of the book, I came up with the chapters in the book, and I pretty much wrote the, the entire context of that book within about a month. I've added bits and pieces and I've changed bits and pieces over the period, but it really was a moment thing. And it was about, I could feel that I needed to understand what it is about being one with somebody and not mistaking it for what it isn't. For example, I'm spiritually one with a friend of mine who is a guy and it was we were so close. I was like, should this be my partner? And then I, in writing my book, I began to understand that this is how people can get themselves into trouble. You can feel so close to somebody of the opposite sex, or of the same sex, if that's your sexual preference, that you feel that you should be with that person on a sexual level, and it is not necessarily the case. And if and from understanding that, it keeps me out of trouble, because... You can connect with somebody so wonderfully that you feel that you need to connect sexually. And actually, no, this is a different type of love. This is a different type of connection. And you don't actually have to go there. This is not what this person is about. So I, I, I began to see things like that. I, I talk about my journey, which is the first chapter. Then I talk about my the prospects because I'm seeing that I, I've got choices. Then I talk about the realization because I see in my choice, I can change my choices and I can look at things for what they really are without feeling like... Like I'm a failure but just understanding that one of my lines in this is time that my insecurities does not mean that I have no purpose in life or that I will not be successful you know so it's understanding all that aspects of yourself and then I go and talk about what it really is in that oneness with um, you know a partner um, my son a friend spiritually and then I go into after dark which is where I become one sexually with somebody Wow. Now, do you have your book in front of you? Because I would love to hear you, you know, read one of those poems to our audience. I do. I do. I happen to have the, the one from the After Dark section, which is what I call it. This is about, um, I have poetry in here about my, my sexual experiences. Am I allowed to, to read this one? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> on Blog Talk, they, they, they don't have any prohibition on any type of um, language. Uh, I've, heard, I've been on some shows, and I write, I write it myself. I write erotic <laughs> fiction, and I've been on erotic shows, and they, they say a lot. So, oh wow! Right I, I, I tend to I tend to leave it to the imagination. Um, I I tell you, what, I'll just I'll just read it. This one's called Imagine Sex with Me. Take a good look at me. The way my dress hugs my waist with each step I make, my movements are speaking a universal language that whispers in your ear. Imagine how it would feel, how my femininity would salute and compliment your sanity. This body would take you to the edge of profanity. Imagine sex with me. Moving closer, take your imagination higher as you place and smooth over the tips of your fingers, squeeze a little tighter. Don't lose the focus, just set the tone. You see, this is your picture. 
I stare and I gaze as I touch your face. The breath is deep and with each intake I place my legs around your waist and maneuver with a twist to set myself in place. The rolling of my hip brings a big smile to your face. Imagine sex with me. You see, it's not a rush thing. Slowly pulling and tugging the clothes from my skin, feeling me from within, inside, and pulling me in closer, filling my queendom with his king. Imagine sex with me. Highly placed with your back arched, me on top and your firm grip around my waist, rocking rhythmically, hitting my spot from bottom to top, sensation shooting, firing up, lacing down and causing you to go into shock, reacting with an actor action <laughs> and an anger that causes you to, huh? you see, you want to imagine sex with me. Do you love me right now? Hell yeah. That sweetness that conveys the shiver of uncontrollable aching is eased with every thrust and rolling and flicking and sliding and licking and riding and sucking and kissing and an uncontrolled throbbing. Lose your mind and realize that all your dilemmas in life are slowly evaporating. With each drop of sweat that melts into my ruling, man that God has created, I take over you. Surrender to my crowning. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't get somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I hope somebody out there is feeling it. (laughs) And if not, on a feminine level, they can relate to what I'm saying. And I like that it's so, it's so, it's it's not directly raunchy or anything like that. Mm. I mean, it's really intimate and, and sensuous. And it's, it doesn't make you feel offended at all. It just you can actually see yourself experiencing that, and yeah. and I think that's great. That's the kind of you know writing I think that should be out there when you when you're reading something that's erotic. You know, I've I've read some things where it, it just sounds like it should just only be read in front of a hook or something. <laughs> oh, you know? <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> wow. So are are your poems like that? You know, like really uh, thorough like that. If they're sorry, they what? Are they very thorough like that? You know, like you're yes. just very, very detailed. Very, very, very detailed. Um, it's normally specifically to a, a situation. It doesn't tend to go from one thing to another. So even in a story, it's very specific. It's very in the moment. But for me, I really, I kind of home in on the emotion and, and I draw in words from that experience, that emotion, that one feeling so when I'm reading even though there's so much detail in there it still speaks on one subject or on one um, emotion wow so it's quite emotional like you say you the whole book because there's inspirational in there there's real talk just real real life real talk in there and for me um, a friend a colleague of mine read the book and he felt like he was on an emotional journey he felt that he could actually 
feel what it is that I'm writing. He could relate to it. He was emotionally exhausted, but also inspired once he read the book. So I hope that when people do read the book, that they're able to emotionally connect to the words that I'm writing. It's not just poetry, because sometimes that can happen. You can read poetry and you don't really connect with what's going on. But I'm hoping that I'm able to put what I do verbally into what I write. So people, because what you get verbally, sometimes it's not what you get when you write, when you read it. And I hope that people will get what they get verbally from reading it also as well. Wow. Now, um, the the book itself, has it been published yet? It's soon to be published. And I'm basically waiting on some reviews so that, you guys over in America are able to to get a hold of the book. Um, I'm going to put it on Amazon.com. And so it will be available there. It was, it's, it's available um, Amazon.co.uk. It will also be available on Lulu.co.uk as well. Just basically just getting it out there. And, um, and, and so, so many people are just waiting to, to, to order the book. It's absolutely amazing. I'm just so thrilled that... I've had such a great response to it because this is my first book and it's me being totally honest and and it's one of my lessons as well to myself to open up because when you open up, yes, you become um, vulnerable but you're also able to connect with people and I think in that connection, that's how you can get people to appreciate your work and maybe even get some insight from it and and some help and some knowledge and some guidance as well. Wow. Well, there's a lot of um, uh, book clubs and, and organizations that we have over here um, a lot of our friends go to when they want to get their book, you know, promoted. Um, now, I've just gotten in touch with a lot of people, and I'm adding them to a database. What I'll do is you and, and the other authors that I know of, I'll add your name to the uh, press release that I'm going to send to these people so that they can be aware of your book. And I'll also add your link in there so that they can just link it directly to where the book is and, you know, get some uh, excerpts. And I would suggest that if you have a blog set up for your book that you do put some excerpts in there because that will help people to really take an interest on the book. Um, You don't have to tell them, like, the whole poem, but just use those small parts of it, and people will be able to get an interest to go and buy the book. So I would just suggest that to you. And, um, of course, you know, I'm here to support you in any way that I can. Thank you so much. That's amazing. I definitely would love to have the links and just it's, just it's just getting it out there. Just want people to see it, get it out there, get them to read it, and hopefully they'll be able to um, enjoy it. And also, in the, there's a section in the book as well where I speak to lots of guys, men, shall I say, um, in my my circle and in um, people that I respect that are doing great things with their life. And I ask them questions about their relationships, personal relationships, friendships and such like and you can get to see what these minds are like and what and what it is that they 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 want from an ideal relationship and i did this exercise with them because i felt the need um to connect with with, with these men and to because they seem to be some disjoint in relationships especially the the black relationships that i've been witness to and a lot of it is because what they look for in a wife is not what they need sexually and what they need sexually, they, they get elsewhere. And it was only a few of them that actually realized that what they need is to have what they need in a friend, what they need sexually um, as, as a sex partner, and what they need as a wife need to be all combined into the one. And that's where they, they'll find complete contentment. And then you need to know what it is that you like, what it is that you want. And some didn't. Some did. 
some didn't. I put two in the back as well so that you can you can do it with your partner. It's a fun thing. And there's also a section where you ask them about the enemy and a lot of them explained what they felt the enemy was and then realized that maybe their chosen partner had a lot of those traits. And wow. that's why they couldn't get on. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an eye-opener. It's a fun thing to do, but it's also an eye-opener as well. And that's, that's in the, the, the latter section of my book also. Well, will you um, share with the audience the web links to get to your book and to get to your um, website so they can hear your music and also your, um, your show? Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, thank you for letting me do that as well. That's really nice of you. Um, the, the the website is kyrasimoneofficial.com. So that's K-Y-R-A-S-I-M-O-N-E, official.com. When you go to the website, you can find everything there. You can find the link for the podcast, which is kyrasimone.podomatic.com. You'll find my YouTube video there. You'll find um, where you can read some of my poetry blog is also there as well. You'll be able to see my latest news. You'll be able to see my Lulu front store. Everything, everything is on that website. If you forget it's Kyra Simone official, just stick Kyra and you'll see my website, Kyra UK, Kyra Simone. Kyra, soul music, Kyra, whatever, and it should it will come up. And if you spell it wrong, it will correct it for you as well. Thanks. Big <laughs> shout out to Google. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. It was like oh, you, you should spell do a it wrong on Google and, and promote oh. yourself using that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was amazing. I couldn't believe when I put in, I put K I R A because I just, you know, I'm just curious like this, and and I'm thinking, what comes up? I would just want to know that people are able to find me. So if they spell my name wrong, I want to know if they can find me. And I put K I R A into Google Simone, and it said, did you mean Kyra Simone? And I was like. Wow, and there was a K I R A out there too. So hey, I'm blessed, and I, and we must be doing something great. The team that I've got around me is fantastic, so we must be doing something great for Google to recognise that Kyra K Y R A Simone is not spelled K I R A Simone. <laughs> well, the next time you get on Google, look me up, um, Mingle Zone Network, and every site that I'm on shows up too. And for my audience. Um, we have a business site at um, www.minglezonenetwork.ning.com if you want to learn how to network and make some money on the um, Internet or using the Internet for your own business. Um, if you want to come to our radio show and learn about all our different artists, including Kyra Simone, then you want to go to www.wmznindradio.ning.com and that will give you updates on everything that we're doing, um, all of our artists, and you can stream our radio show from there. Just click on a big giant banner that says Radio On. And even if you're not listening to our show, which comes on every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, you can listen to some of the other hosts who broadcast from WNWR, our, our home station, um, in multitudes of languages because it's a multicultural show. They have uh, shows that feature uh, music from Russia, China, Italy, uh, Germany, Africa, Haiti. And so it's a great uh, multicultural station, and I'm happy to be on there um, showing all my love for my artists from all over the world. And I want to thank Kyra Simone for coming and joining us today and sharing her knowledge and her beautiful voice and her talents with us. And I hope everyone looks forward to, you know, getting her over here to the U.S., so we can see her live. 
Uh, until then, check out her videos on YouTube, as she's told you how to find her. And um, we will have her on again. And I'm still hoping that you're going to come every week um, to do a little segment with me on my radio show. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Ravinda. That's so kind of you to, to invite me on your show today, this evening, and inviting me to be a host on your radio show. That's wicked. Thank you so much. Well, I, I'm happy to have you today, and, I, you know, we can get in touch with each other later to talk about that. But uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Mr. Wire, for, you know, introducing us because she's a great girl, and you have a wonderful person on your hands to handle your business over here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. You too. And we're going to come back with um, our other guest, Nancy Sellers, and she's going to discuss her book with us. But until then, we're going to play a couple of promos on our show. We have, we're, since we're doing the regular radio now, we have some really cool stuff going on. So um, Kyra did something for me, and we have some other people that are going to be doing some in future shows. So hopefully everybody really enjoys all these things that we're doing for them. And we'll be right back with Nancy Sellers. Hi, this is Carson from London, UK, and you're tuned into Miss Indie Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome, one and all. This is Carson, all the way from London, UK. I'd like to let you know that you're actually listening to Miss Indie Radio, and I am so happy that I will be back here on the 20th of March to be interviewed about my book one and also my album, The Scent. So don't you dare miss out because on the 20th of March at 6pm EST time, I will be talking about the poems from my book. Are you ready to be empowered? Are you ready to open your mind? Are you ready to be one with me? Kyra 20th of March, Miss Indie Radio. Yes, that's the 20th of March, 6pm EST time and 11pm GMT London. so much for tuning in with us here at um, MZN Indie Radio. We um, just had Kyra Simone on as our special guest, um, bringing us some wonderful music and some poetry. And now we have another special guest, um, my good friend Nancy Sellers, 
who is also an author, and she's had so much success with her books, and she's going to discuss with us the newest books and um, how she came about to writing those experiences out for the public. So I want to welcome to the show Nancy Sellers. Thank you so much for coming in, Nancy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your background, Nancy, um, and what, what it was that brought you into wanting to share your experiences. Well, as you know, I did my first book, which was called Bondage to Freedom, and I got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive um, people that was really interested in reading that book. And I write my books based off my personal journeys, things that I've been through in life, and my desire is just to give back to others, you know, to people who have been through certain things in life that they've never talked about and never had a chance to, you know, give off their personal feeling about it. So I got courageous and I decided to allow the gift that God gave me, you know, in my books to be put on paper. So at the present moment, my what happened was my new book. I changed the title of the book um, because it wasn't from what I heard, you know, through my publisher and stuff like that, that the book, it wasn't what people thought it was. Even though people liked the book and everything, it wasn't, the title wasn't agreeing with what I had wrote in the book, so I changed it. And the title of the book is Through the Eyes of a Woman Scorned, instead of what I had it named, which was I'm Not in Love, You're Just a Booty Call. I changed the title because it technically was a reverse, a role reverse. Instead of when people hear those kind of stories or those kind of titles, they assume that it's a man. And I, my book actually took a twist, and it's talking about a woman because there's women out there who took on the role, you know, that some men back in the day who liked to be players at one time. Not all men do it, but there are some who don't like attachments, who don't like commitments. And women are beginning to do the same thing. They're basically getting what they want, and nobody wants to get married, and everybody wants to have their cake and eat it too. And basically at one time in my life, that's how I used to be. So I decided to write a story, um, the conversion of how a young woman decided that, you know, she was going to take these men for a ride until someone captured her heart. And then prior to the physical man capturing her heart, it's the Lord Jesus Christ that captured her heart. So my book is basically, you know, from promiscuity to salvation and just to know, let people know that people change. Wow, and they certainly do. They change a lot, and it was very courageous of you to, you know, express that because I know writing a book is is sometimes difficult and takes a lot of time when you're trying to make sure you have the right message out there and you're trying to formulate those words so it doesn't get misconstrued. Was it difficult for you to, to write that book, and how long did it take you to complete it? No, not at all. That book, um, when I did Bonnets to Freedom, I did Bonnets to Freedom yesterday or today, I did those two books in one year, and then the next year, this book and its sequel is already completed. It's just that I decided with Bonnets to Freedom, at first with Bonnets to Freedom, there was a little bit of slack I had got, and not that it, it, it bothered me at first, but then I had to realize where the slack was coming from and why it bothered me, but then after a while, I was like, look, life is life. Things happen, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, and guess what? Whoever don't like it, too bad, because... I'm not going to walk around acting like nothing ever happened in my life, you know, pretending like these things didn't take place. And I wrote the book. The book is, it was a success when I wrote it. My second book, people really didn't mention it, but what I decided to do was take this third book, 
find a publisher. I, I self-published at first, and um, I still have the option of keeping it in self-publish and also, you know, keeping it with a publisher, being the, the book rights are mine. But what I did was I found a publisher, awesome gentleman by the name of Stephen Lawrence Hill, and um, he has the book. Um, my book will be in Barnes & Nobles, and I am, like, really excited because I'm just taking every every avenue I can get. I sent my book to Wendy Williams, and Wendy Williams got a hold of the book. She loved it from what I understood, and I'm waiting on her final response. And I'm just going all out. I, I can't just stay stuck in one area. So I decided to just go all out and do what I had to do. So the the sequel to this book is actually finished. It's been finished. It's just that I took one book at a time, and I was kind of discouraged at first when my husband was like, no, 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 you know, people had so many books out before they were even known, and when they took that one book that had a particular, you know, title to it, something that would get people to want to go read it, they're going to look at it and see that you got other books written, and then they're going to take hold to what you've done, so then you're going to have an avenue of books that people can say, oh, my gosh, you got more than one book. And even though I didn't want to look at it like that, I decided that I wasn't going to give up. You know, just times I felt like quitting and saying, you know what, this is not even really worth it. But you, I have to thank you because you just don't forget about people, and I love that about you, that no matter, you know, how many months go by or how busy you get, you just don't forget to get in contact with people. You know, I got to thank Jerry Butler. I got to thank a couple of other people that had me on their show that, you know, people were like, oh, my God, and, and the responses that we got from when I was on your show the last time. It was just awesome, you know, knowing that I can help somebody through a book. Well, I appreciate that, too. And uh, we did very well when we when we did that other show. I mean, um, we, we pretty much ranked this, these shows by the amount of downloads and um, not always by the amount of people in the audience because a lot of times people try to, like, download the show so they can listen while they're doing their, you know, household duties or driving or whatever, and, right. and it's great. And in this show that we did with you last year got uh, over 200 um, uh, downloads, which means 200 people, you know, could have been sitting in the room listening to our show. So that was great because usually the music shows bring in a lot of that because people just want to listen, you know, a lot. And um, you were up there with my top five, I would have to say, top five oh, best wow. shows. Oh, <laughs> wow. Because we were talking that. and talking, and we did a good job. And, and, like, you came a couple of times. The both shows that you did, like, we yeah. did the other one, we had a, a male, uh, um, um, uh, uh, one of my other guests, he had a, a book. It was the first book he wrote. And and his, he, his I mean, I didn't. he was not even a talker. He was just very nervous and, and everything, and he wasn't even sure it was going to work out. But it, it was great. I think his name was Miles, but it, it did a good job. So all of us together, it's all about networking and getting the word out, and that's how you share, you know, what you what you know how to do. Definitely. And we, we have somebody that is calling in, I believe, to uh, either ask a question or just say hi, and we're going to just um, say hello to them just to, you know, to greet them. Uh, Caller uh, with the 251 area code, you're on the air live with uh, MZN Indie Radio and Nancy Sellers. Do you have a question yeah. for our guest? What I was what I was trying to ask, because, you know, I was just listening in on your conversation, and from what I've seen on the, um, on the uh, Internet, it said something about 
room. I don't know what it was, what it said. I forgot, but I was trying to see on like what subjects, what subject are y'all speaking on? Like, what are y'all talking about? Or uh, you know, what what subjects do you talk about on your show? Oh, we actually talk about a lot of things. Um, uh, most of the time we're just playing music and we interview guests who are performing the music. Um, but today we're talking about um, um, books, women who have written books. So we had previous uh, Kyra Simone who wrote a poetry book, and then we have one of our guests on now, uh, Nancy Sullers, and she wrote a book about a woman's experiences. So if you want, you can go continue and listen in and, um, you know, get some information. You might want to just go get her book and, and uh, read it and learn something for yourself. So. You I appreciate you, you calling call in. A, you said it's called a woman's experience. No, that's, no, just, that's well. I could give him a detail about the book. The book um, my particular books, I write Christian novels, and I write okay. life experience books. And there's like different categories that you know some people are not willing to talk about. But in my books, I decided to I take snippets of my life. And I put okay. them into fictional characters that result. This, this book is like so comical. Um, like you know, when I read it myself, um, I was like pretending that it wasn't my book, and I was on the floor laughing because sometimes I'm amazed at <laughs> what I can write. And it's like, oh my gosh, God is so good because what it is. My first book was my life story about all the trials that I could remember that I put on paper. And when I was on Ravinda's show last year. It drew so many people to call in to talk about things and really just, you know, apologize for some people in the world and yeah. talk about things that they never talked to anybody about in their life. And what I do is yeah. I expose the truth. I talk about real things because there's hurting people out there who don't know or don't have an avenue to get, you know, help. And my books are basically to help people. So this book is called Through the Eyes of a Woman Scorned. And this oh. book is about a woman who, because of her, you know, became the, like they say, you're either the hunted or you're the hunter. So she decided yeah. she's going to become the hunter. Like there's men in the world, not all men, because we don't want to bash men, but there's men who are, they they say that they, why buy the, you know, the cow when you can get the milk for free. And in other words, this book is a table turn about a woman who's going to dog every man she can find until you know, the apple of her eye wins her over, where she found true love, where she found success. And basically the book mimics all the stuff that's happening in my life right now. Okay, so is it is it in a way possible that I can check this book out? You can. Um, Actually, this book is, um, I put it back into publication through Lulu as well as waiting for my publisher to give me um, a date on when it's supposed to be released back into Barnes & Noble because the title had changed. And on okay. my website, it's www.bondagetofreedom.com, just the way so it sounds. And you can go online, and the, all my books are there. You can visit my website, everything that I'm doing. There's an excerpt of the book on there as well. And you can purchase There's a link there on the book. You can purchase it. Okay, then. So I'm, um, it seems like it's an interesting book, and you said the comical part. So you know, I want, I like to check it out. So <laughs> you know, I want to check it out and see what you're talking about now, because you say you're talking about some real stuff. So and I like to hear real stuff. So I want to, um, I'm gonna go to this and uh, I'm gonna check it out and see what, uh, what you're talking about up there. 
All right. Well, thank up. you so much. I appreciate it. Definitely. I mean, you're going to be cracking up because it's like I said, when I looked at it myself, when I was going through it, just, you know, scanning through it, I got a lot of feedback when I did a free book giveaway. And I think I gave away a good close to 60 books, and everybody was like, oh, my God, this book was so good. And Wendy Williams, you know, read my book, and I'm, like, waiting for some feedback because I'm making it happen because you got to do what you got to do with the talent that God gave you. Yeah, that's that's true. That's just the that's way to do it. That's that's just the way to do it. <laughs> we got to get the word out. Got to get the word out. I'm having fun. I've had so much fun. When I write, I write out of the the humor. I write out of the pain. I write out of the the um, positive out of it. I write out of everything I could think of, you know, because there was humor. There was times I had people ready to shoot me because I had like two and three lined up, you know. Well, you gotta do what you like. You said you gotta do what you gotta do. You gonna have some people like that anyway. So it's gonna be people like that that's gonna try to you know push you in and hold you down. But you know what I'm saying? When you're doing something good and productive like that, can't nobody hold you down. And when you keep your mind to it, it's gonna keep on going on and on. So you know, and it seems like you're writing something good. So like I said, I want to check it out because um, I don't know, you, you, how you say you saying like it make it make me want to go check it out and see how it is now. So um, I want to I want to check it out with I want to I want to make sure I got it right. So I don't want to get off and then I'm, I'll be looking looking up something I don't know what I'm talking about. So like <laughs> what, what's the what's the name? You said bondage to freedom. Yeah, it's www dot to freedom t o freedom dot com. Okay, and okay, let me make okay. Want to make sure because I don't want to get off here and then I'll be hurt. I can't find. Oh no. What's your name? We'll also put that information in the chat room for you. Are you listening to us in the chat as well? Yeah, I'm listening to me and you and the other um young woman talking right now. Okay, well, what, what we'll do is we'll it. put that information in the chat room for you. Uh, we're getting a whole lot of, like, uh, interference from your, your your radio in the background. So I'm going to put you on silent so you can continue to listen to the show um, okay, while we're recording, okay? And um, right. Nancy will put the information in the, in the chat room for you so you can have that. Like, you can just click off it from there, okay? All right, then. And thank you so much for calling in. Man. You're welcome. Okay, I'm here. Well, um, that was very interesting, and uh, yes, um, I like that we we don't often have you know men calling in to give you know uh, inquiries about the books that you know, especially books about women's experience. Uh, and, and certain things, and that was good to have somebody call, and I hope that more gentlemen call in or either join us in the chat and listen to certain things that, you know, they need to understand about what how women feel about certain things and how it could also relate to them because, you know, they probably feel the same way we feel about certain things but maybe don't know how to communicate it. So um, that's good that he did call in, and I hope he uh, opened up the minds of some other guys listening and scared to call. <laughs> <laughs> so now the book that you the, the book that you wrote this time is this completely of your experience, or are you just gonna base this off of people that you know and you've talked to? No, this is basically my experience. Basically, there's only a few things in there that never happened to me, but I couldn't put the exact exact because 
I didn't want people to say, well, I know about that. I remember this story in case there'd be someone that I know. So I had added different scenarios, different things that caused the pain, that caused the hurt. But the whole idea of how she lives her life, um, how she chose to deal with men, how she chose not to allow love to come into her heart again, you know, being hurt, was in love, you know, committed to someone who, who messed up on her and having children and then having to deal with all the drama that he brought along with the relationship, meeting all these different guys, you know, going to different states and different countries, doing her thing until, and then having the best friend that, you know, loved her regardless, still trying to help her, but, you know, didn't leave her. And then that's her friend, you know, commits her life to God, and that's basically how she gets involved with, you know, church, even though she grew up in church. And once she got grown, that was it. She's like, I'm out of here. I ain't got to come back. I'm grown. I do what I want. And, yeah, what I what I write is I, I add summaries of a little bit of the things that are happening. But a lot of the stuff that's going on in my personal life, even now, um, it was years ago to the conversion, to the change, living my life, you know, the correct way, you know, not dealing with so many different people, having one man, one husband, and living a life that God, you know, had purpose for us, you know. And I know there's people who may not agree and choose to live a certain, you know, lifestyle other than, but basically the book is talking about how God intends our life to be when we're with a mate, when we're with a person, you know, and how he wants us to be committed to him first and how he'll bless us with someone after we seek after him. Because so many people want to be in love, but they keep searching, and that's not how you find your mate. You're really not supposed to find anything. You're supposed to wait on God. Wow. I just want him to hurry up and tell me what's going on. I'll take him close, but. Oh, girl. I knew you was going to say that. I knew it. I knew it. Because out of our own personal conversations, I am well aware. And I know there's people might have their own opinions. They have their own thoughts and their own process about, you know, what they choose to do. But it's it's really how a lot of us, not saying that those who didn't wait didn't end up in the same situation, but a lot of us go through that, you know, go through the cycle and go through the, well, he wasn't it, so next. He was never giving themselves a chance to heal, never giving themselves a chance to just find themselves. And I was lost because I was always trying to validate myself by being with a man and never known what it felt like to be alone, you know, pursuing the things that I used to do before I was so entangled with wanting to be with a man. You know, I used to write a lot when I was in school, and as soon as I, you know, after that first book and the things that I had, we talked about with that book and, you know, never knowing what it was like to try to find love instead of trying to find myself, caught up with always being with a man, never knowing what being successful and being, you know, um, important was, you know, reaching out to people who are successful and watching everybody else on TV when I could be on TV. Wow. Now, do do you have any other books that you're working on that you're going to be putting up? Because I know you were talking about this book when you were just finishing up the other book, and you just (laughs) stay on the roll. You're just on a roll. Listen, there were so many books popping out of me, girl. I was like, look, okay. I was like, okay, God, what's going on here? I, I had bondage to freedom. And from Bonds to Freedom beget uh, yesterday or today about holding on to your past and letting your past hold on to you. And basically that book is about forgiveness 
And I redid the covers, redid some stuff in it, and really, you know, got busy with the, um, the, you know, the wording and different things that I had put in the book and went back. And I had took everything off. I mean, I had gave up to the point that I took everything off of Lulu. I took everything. I was like, screw this. I was like, God, I'm sorry. I just can't do this. I mean, I'm doing this and nobody's biting. I don't understand. I'm doing what you said. I had got to the point that I just was going to say, you know what, maybe I'm not meant to be an author. Maybe I'm not meant to do this. And I was just ready to give up because it was like, okay, nobody wants to buy the book. The area I live in, nobody cares. No one is interested. I don't understand. It's like, how can I meet people who want to? And after a while, I just was like, you know what? Something I think I saw something, some words. Somebody sent me something saying that stop spending so much time looking at the doors closing behind you that you'll miss the ones opening in front of you. And I think that just sent like a spark to my spirit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, why am I sitting here ready to give up? And it's only been two years. It really wasn't that long. And then I finally started getting some income in my home because we were going through hell. You know, my husband wasn't working. I wasn't working. It seemed like we both was going on like a thousand interviews and nobody could get a job and then I finally got a job working um in the back in the healthcare field where a little bit of income was coming and then I found vendors that I used to use before that, you know, printed out bulk amount of flyers and cards and getting my creative skills back and something was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, girl, what is wrong with you? Why are you giving up? Everybody else went through the same stuff you going through, and look at them now. And here I am, ready to give up on something that was so minor. And I just took a chance in sending out the book to Wendy, and she sent me a personal postcard. And then she was like, "Please send me the book," you know. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious?" And you know, it's, it's her handwriting. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like computerized or anything like that. I was supposed to be on yeah. Oprah. That didn't happen. And I got discouraged and I got disgusted. But then I said, you know what? Maybe it was meant to be. Maybe it wasn't meant for me to go on her show for whatever reason because mm-hmm. I was supposed to be waiting on contract. I've been waiting on contracts for a year. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about it. But I, did, I met other people through the stuff that I do. I get to go traveling this year. And then, you know, even with the bumps and the bruises with my publisher, we have bumped heads, and, you know, some of it was my fault, which is I don't have a problem, you know, admitting that, that we got back on good terms, and now he's pushing the book again to do what it has to do in the bookstores and meeting and talking to different people through the different Barnes & Nobles where they want to do a local signing with me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited, you know, and things even in my personal life that are happening that I'm, like, so psyched about. And then the sequel was already done. This book and the sequel Mm -hmm. was already finished. So now I got my empowerment center. I'm getting the paperwork on the roll with that. Finally, that is coming to a head. And I talked about it last year, but it didn't happen. And then I enjoyed my interview that I had with um, Say What News Magazine. It's an online magazine. I, I enjoyed it, and it looked so pretty when I went online to look at it how what they said about me and the reviews that I got from, you know, even Oprah's friend, um, Gail, she put on my website and wanted to buy them, bought my book. So my book got out to some pretty decent people, and for whatever reason, I just was ready to give up, and I said, you know what, I can't. So my fifth book is a ministry book, and I am up and down with that book 
only because of the fight with my own mind. And after a while, that book will be out too. But right now, I'm pumping this book, and this book will be the message book, you know, and hopefully a, a change for people who choose not to get married, who don't want to be married. And um, God loves marriage. He ordained it, you know. And um, I just want to be a blessing. Everything I do is always to help people do better. You know, I had someone to challenge me to do better, and now it's time for me to challenge someone else to do better. I had an opportunity actually last year to speak at, I do motivational speaking as well. I spoke at the Twink Social Club event for the Shirley Chisholm Luncheon, and I was honored. Wow. I, was the, I was the guest keynote speaker, and, you know, they had these people come up and say a few words, and I'm thinking, okay, I just want a little plaque. I wasn't caring about nothing, not knowing they paid me for speaking. Girl, I was on, on the floor when I opened up the envelope and saw how much was in there. After I just was <laughs> saying to God, I needed some money, didn't know how I was going to get it. And that's how God works. I know. They, he just had a little plaque. I wanted a little crystal plaque. I was just content with the plaque. <laughs> 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 and opened the thing up and found all the money inside. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, hey, girl. And it was an awesome <laughs> experience that I that finally did something, you know, in society with the social club. And I was just honored, you know, honored. And people bought my book. They were like, we didn't know if you were bringing the book. And I happened to bring about four or five of them with me, and people bought the books, and they were like, girl, we are so proud of you. And um, sometimes I don't always see where people could be proud of me, but because my passion is to help people, to help the young girls stop having these babies and get a get a life, have a dream, follow your goals, you know. Stop mm-hmm. being so stuck on wanting to be with a man. It's not the imp- most important thing in the world. Just like today, we were at the river, and my girls, I want my girls to say as little, little as possible. They were playing double dutch. You know, who plays double dutch anymore? Who who jumps rope anymore? Everybody wants to hop into bed with somebody. And the, even the older girls were going by, can I jump in? Can And I was just laughing because it's like when I do my next fundraiser, I'm going to have a double dutch tournament. And just to bring back the skills, the old stuff that we used to do, and instead of the city getting all the acclaim of the things that were, you know, done down there, bring mm-hmm. it back to upstate New York. You know, bring it back to different states up this way that, that want to do the same thing and keep our kids kids. Right. I believe instead of that our kids having some, kids. That's too many right. things pushing them to be adults, you know, and, like, some kids have no really good choices to make because they have parents who don't even support the need to stay children and, and have children's experiences. You know, they can jump right into taking care of themselves mm-hmm. or, you know, they have to take care of their parents, you know, because mm-hmm. their parents are going off doing crazy stuff. So, <laughs> Or they I mean, want to have their life. They're trying to be young still, trying to keep up with their kids. And I'm like, listen, y'all supposed to be some parents. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> they well, they I, trying to have their man They trying to have <laughs> And their grandparents yeah, they do. at early ages I'm like, I'm sick then I have friends, 31 years old Grandparents, are you just living life at 31? Well, I don't understand it And what I would like to see is more people Try to dig into their creativity Like you did um, Sometimes taking, you know, life's experiences And writing about it or singing about it You know, just like Kyra, she took a lot of her own personal uh, experiences and feelings and emotions and just got creative with it. We each have our own blessing of being creative 
And I think that we should all try to work on making that our success, you know, ladder because you can do something with that. A lot of people don't understand that they can do that and they just watch everybody else, you know. So to me it's important. It's really important to just learn from yourself and learn from your experiences. Definitely. I I said the same thing. I told my daughter who can sing, and I said, girl, you better stop saying, oh, my friend was on TV. I said, you could be on TV too. Get over the fear of look who's watching you. Get into what it is that you desire because the gift that God gave us make room for us, and you never know what you'll be doing. You know, she's into drawing now, getting very good at it. I mean, like, excellent. Like, she's not even tracing. She's, like, seeing stuff and just, bam, it's like, it looks just like what she sees. And I said, and this is talent. You do, you know, her fashion designing. I said, you don't have to wait till you're grown to do all this. You can do all this now. That's right. Well, I want to take a short break and play a song. I like to try to help promote um, the music artists that I I am so swamped with because (laughs) ever since I got the other radio show, and I signed up for a lot of different programs to receive music because as a radio station you can receive music from artists all over. And um, I'm getting so much uh, music, and some of it is really, well, I'd say most of it is really good, uh, but it's just trying to figure out where I'm going to play it. Now, um, I do have a song that I am playing for an artist who I'm, I'm actually promoting, and possibly um, this artist could be doing some really big things over the next few months or so and just becoming a really big star. So while we have the opportunity to get his music here before the labels start putting a shutdown on it, (laughs) I'm going to play a song which is something that uh, if a woman, if a young woman is going to have a man in her relationship, she ought to understand um, how this man loves her. And he should be able to say things like in this song, um, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to play it. It's called Must Be My Wife by Q Harper. Um, the girls ought to learn and the men ought to learn. If you want these types of things that only a man and a wife share, then you should think about getting married. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so this is a song now. Um, Uh, When we finish the song, we'll come back with Nancy Sellers, and we'll talk some more.
That was Q Harper. And for anyone who would love to hear some more from Mr. Q Harper, please visit his uh, MySpace page at www.myspace.com forward slash Q Harp, and that's Q-H-A-R-P. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We're back with Nancy Sellers. Nancy, um, I can hear myself vibrating in the back of your um, um, phone uh, somewhere um, in your in your background. Can you turn that down a little? Is there a way you could turn down the computer? Oh, it's not even up. I'm worried about hearing it repeating. Can you hear something? Do you hear it? No, you sound clear to me. Okay, well, I'm, I'm hearing myself repeat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hear anything. It sounds very, very clear. And I'm good. Not, I haven't turned it up since I got on. I've just been on the phone. Well, I wanted to um, talk about uh, um, how you feel about uh, the things that are going on with young women today as far as, uh, um, let's say, not just so much the music content that that we hear on the radio, but, like, the behaviors that we're noticing, um, and for instance, the group of girls that decided they all wanted to have babies, and they were like really young teenage girls. Um, what what do you think, in your own opinion, would be a way to lead them away from doing destructive behaviors like that and doing something more positive that can, you know, give their life more value? Personally, I would need to know what they like doing. What you know, has happened in their life that is causing them to want to feel that way, to why they want to have a child. Are they lacking love? Are they lacking esteem? You know, who's hurt them in their life to make them want to have children? And who told them that it was okay to just spread your legs open to any man you meet? You know, there's consequences, there's diseases, there's death. All of that stuff is going on. And, And for me, my goal with even my empowerment center will be focusing on stuff like that, what is it that is causing you to feel that you are just good enough to be a teenage mom and not an entrepreneur, not a business owner, not someone that's, you know, important, worth fighting for your dreams? And that's just the way I I think. I did a statistics, actually looked up the Department of Health up where I live at in Poughkeepsie, New York, and Dutchess County, where I live at, it's already 34.2% on the teenage parenting scale, and that's beginning at the age of 10. And that is disgusting that these mm-hmm. children are just walking down the street, pushing baby carriages, and these girls are no more than 17 years old. A lot of them are 14, 15, and my question is, what? Where's the parents, for one? Now, I'm not going to say all parents are not there, but there's got to be something going on that these kids don't think that highly of themselves. I just thank God that I'm blessed with children who aren't doing those things, and I keep a close tag on my kids. Um, I don't know if that's the case for other parents. I'm not saying that it isn't, but there's got to be something. There's got to be something that someone said to them, someone put in their spirit that told them that they couldn't do it, that they were only worth being with some man and having some baby and Nine times out of the ten, these babies are being born with no fathers around. They're already gone by the time the pregnancy's over. Very few stay around. Very few are even acknowledging that they were even with them. And men thinking that it's okay to represent that I'm a man is a hoe, a woman is a hoe. It's the same difference. It doesn't make a difference. People get the impression that if a woman does it, she's the only, you know, so to speak, the term a whore. 
men can be whores too. You, it's mm-hmm. no different. It doesn't make you important because you slept around with so many different women. It's the same thing. That's so true. And it's disgusting that people always look at the woman. It takes two to make a baby. And and furthermore, what is it that the men are getting? Who told them that they're, you know, Don Juan? Who told them this is what it's all about? You got all these scholarships going down the drain, going to the white kids, going to, you know, different multicultural races. And I'm saying, what's going on with our black kids? What's going on with all the stuff that our ancestors fought for? For us to just turn into gang members, turn into teenage parents, killing ourselves and not even caring. I don't get it. I understand that, and and I wish there was a way that we could find a solution to, you know, the kids have more value about their future and their life. But I think the thing is they don't see too many of their own peers having any type of long-term life and, and anything positive. And so they're figuring, that what else is there for me to do? I'm just following in with the routine, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it should be something that we can do to show them that, you know, it's not just this particular person whose parents may have some money that can succeed. Anybody can take advantage of the opportunities that are available, and you just have to understand that you can too, and you don't have to just listen to people who are being discouraging to you. You There's so many other people that you can listen to that, you know, will help you feel like you can actually succeed. Absolutely, because I, I broke the cycle even with teenage pregnancy in my generation. You know, my older daughter, she's 22, has no children. You know, there's a few things along the way that I didn't approve of, but as long as she doesn't have any children. But my younger ones that live at home with me, um, even my husband's son, my stepson, he got a full scholarship to Virginia State, and I didn't even know that. They were talking the other day, and he told me that he got a full scholarship. Um, you know, there's things that he's interested in that he followed and pursued his dream. And my husband was like, you don't understand. I was hard on my son, and I'm hard on your girls. I know they're not my kids, but I'm going to make them be somebody. And, you know, that right there just made me think just now about how much we always fussing about him always yelling. But when I think about it, if you don't yell, they're not going to listen. And now that they're two semesters into the school year, both, you know, my children, high honor rolls, you know, and I'm like, wow. You know, with all the fussing that he did, it paid off. So I said, you know what? All right, we're going to do this. I stopped it. I have a 14-year-old, no children, virgin. 13-year-old, no children, virgin. 11-year-old, no children, virgin. Because trust me, there's 11-year-olds out there who are pregnant and have had children. And and that is that's crazy. What do you even know about being a mother when you haven't even learned how to be a child? And I broke that cycle when I was... In my immediate family, there is no more teenage pregnancy going to happen. You are going to be somebody in this world. And if I have to beat it into you, I'm just going to have to beat it into you because I'm not going to tolerate what this world has to give you. There's other stuff this world can give you, other things that you you can go out there and go get, and you're going to go get it. It's there for you. That's right. It is there for you. I mean, it's 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 right at the tip of their hands, basically, and then sometimes it doesn't even require, like, a lot of money. But, Definitely. you know, the the thing is they need to just be aware that it's possible. And the uh, same thing goes for um, the young men. Absolutely. 
everybody's not going to be a basketball star, but, you know, anybody else can work with the government. Anybody can work with, you know, um, entertainment. I see a lot of young men uh, doing, like, uh, management of other people who have, like, you know, rapping or music skills or some sort. I see young men um, taking their love for working on uh, electronic boards to make beats and stuff for rappers and, and other people. I mean, that to me is being an entrepreneur because you're using some type of skill that everybody doesn't have. Right, or even the corporate world, or even being in the, you know, out there um, the way some of the basketball players have taken you know, they put on hold their basketball skills to open up um, companies. And Magic Johnson, I actually had spoken to one of his representatives that I had asked to come up, um, asked him to be a part of the, the the fundraiser. But at the time, he's going to be dealing with the NBA, so he couldn't. But they, you know, told me that I could write them back and find out when he'd be available. You know, he has a foundation. I want to open up a foundation, give money to students, you know, give money to people who are doing stuff, you know, positive in school. Men, you know, women, boys, girls, whoever, doing something positive in the area because it feels like you're just sitting around where I live at anyway, and you're just watching the town just deteriorate. Every time you turn around, somebody's getting shot. Every time you turn around, somebody's in the gang. Every time you turn around, somebody's having a baby. It's like, come on. What happens to the people? Everybody just wants a job. I don't want just a job. You know, I want the young men and the young girls to say, okay, I can be whatever. If, if Run DMC's girls can have a clothing line and a shoe line for the pastries, why can't my kids? That's right. You know, it ain't no different. And, and and we have to push our kids to make it happen. So if I give up, of course they're going to give up. If I don't care anything more in life than just having a job, they're not going to care. I got my kids, my little street team, you know, <laughs> out flyers and doing stuff. This is what you're going to be doing for your own company. This is hard work, <laughs> stuffing envelopes and, you know, putting stuff together and mailing out books. It's hard work. But it's worth it because it's your gift that God gave you. Now make them can, sit with me. Can you read us um, a portion of your book, like maybe an excerpt, so um, folks here will get an idea of what it is that that book is all about? You know, just pick out an, an, uh, an excerpt that you can read to us. Ooh, let's see. Let me see what I can find. You know what, I think I'm going to go to, just to give you a taste of the attitude of the book in the beginning, because the tone changes. And I'm going to read Chapter 1. Chapter 1 is, oh, you didn't know, well, you better ask somebody. <laughs> That's right, ask somebody. I am well-known, admired, and most of all, available. 37 years old, a single woman, independent kind of gal who is poised to blow up in my chosen profession a partner for Leonard Williams and Cossack Law Firm, and got there doing what I do best. You know, doing it and doing it well. I reside in Boston, Massachusetts, have lived there for the last 10 years of my life. I grew up in Arizona with my parents and their two dogs. I have no siblings, but a lot of family that doesn't stay in touch could care less. My girl Kenya and I grew up together and later moved to Boston. She is one of my paralegals for our office. Are you wondering how I became a partner? 
Well, listen closely, and I will tell you. I told you, if you want to know what my agenda is, keep reading. Well, I am a woman scorned. I'm not interested in a mate, only to have sex when it's feasible for me. Yes, I said it, sex, the great escape. I call the shots and decide who I want for the night. I date casually, maybe a few days in the week at times, and had had several clients for lunch, literally. Okay, so I decided that ever since my son, Jonathan Jr., was born, I would make an example out of every man that crosses my path because his father, yes, hurt me, definitely hurt me. He broke my ever-loving heart, along with the one I had before him. See, these two men deserve every bit of drama they run into. I love these men, and I use that word very loosely now. I thought they loved me too, but in their own twisted way, in my presence, and that was it. So on their journeys to work and home, I was being played. I can't stand a man who thinks a woman should be sprung over over him. Pump the brakes, partner. No, if anyone was going to beg like a dog, it was going to be him, not me. I am rather stunning, possess the goods to make a man big, and still come out on top, if you know what I mean. A girl gets her work done after hours. I am smug. I know. I know I can be snotty when I want, but oh well. They made me this way, and that's just part of Chapter 1. <laughs> Sounds very good. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you been going on any um, any other book tours or anything recently? No, not yet. I'm actually going to Virginia in uh, next month, actually. And um, I met up with a young lady um, through one of my main sites that um, is doing a concert, a Glory to Glory concert. And I'm going to be actually meeting with her because she says she has a lot of connections. And we just clicked. I mean, we met via Internet. She sent me tickets. I paid my money already. And I just can't wait. She's going to promote my book. Um, she just, you know, wants to basically help a sister out, and I want to help her out too. We actually met. It was so funny. I think a year or so ago we met on MySpace and had been out of touch. And I'm saying, well, I'm getting emails. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. So I must know her because in my personal email, I don't save you unless I know I know you. And I had to think, and then when I clicked on her profile and saw her picture, and I'm like, oh, my God, I remember you. And we just going crazy about <laughs> how, you know. And it was just amazing that the connection that God had given us. And, you know, I actually had mailed her um, some books. And actually, did you get my package? Yes, I did. Thank you okay. so much. <laughs> I'm going to Philly this, this week. Um, I'm meeting with my friend um, to discuss using the venue for an upcoming project. And and they always have stuff just sitting out there for the um, people, the music people, to go in and check out. So I'm going to just spread the love. <laughs> I know that's right. And the same thing I do here. I'm putting it in the radio station, too. <laughs> they have Thank little fires and things in there, so I'll throw some in there, too. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so, you know, I'm actually going to be hearing a couple of things in a few weeks, actually. I should be hearing something from my publisher with the launch date of the book being back in Barnes and Nobles. And like you said, you saw it on Amazon, which, yeah, it's going to be there because he had pushed it and moved it, you know, into different places. It's on Amazon. It was in Barnes and Nobles under the old title. But even though it's the same book, I just had to rename it. So he's, you know, going to pull it back out, put it back in. So I know I've got to be patient. I'm just so excited because I'm meeting so many people who are like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see your book. I can't wait to read it. And with the people that did get a chance to read it, they were like, oh, my gosh, this book was so good. People that could identify, you know, 
um, doing certain things. Because even with, like, abuse, when you're abused, you become the abuser sometimes. Mm -hmm. And in that book, I became the one that said, oh, no, before you get the upper hand on me, I'm going to get the upper hand on you until sometimes you got to get knocked down a notch. Um, And then, you know, find that thing where, you know, God can be the center of your joy because he is our one true love. And that's where people don't understand being that he's someone we can't see, but we feel and see evidence of him every day. And Mm -hmm. people are like, well, he can't give me what I, but it's not about that because he he entitled love to be so many other things besides sex, and sex is not love. That's just a physical reaction. <laughs> yeah, basically. And that ain't always good either. So you and gotta it's be supposed sure. to be reproduction, but uh, we go yeah. beyond the Although, um, if, if it doesn't, I don't think it was meant to be just for pre-production unless we're supposed to just keep reproducing like every single day, every single minute, because I would think that your body would just have a timer on it. Exactly. <laughs> After uh-huh. you have a baby, just shut it off. So you don't exactly. have the, the urge. To <laughs> so I don't think it was meant to just be for that. That's so, right. We still continue to have those feelings. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, but Pink whatever I'm doing, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep you posted, of course. Anything I do, I'm going to keep you posted. I finally finished my press kit because I sent you a copy. Yeah. I finally had the chance to really sit down and get busy with finding out what I'm missing, what I'm not doing right, you know, um, how to make it better. And, you know, trying to just get people to learn how to change their well, way of thinking. I'm trying to get you over here to, um, now that I'm back in the Philly area, um, we have a, a bookstore down in the gallery in our mall that um, has, this is solved for black, it's like African-American book writers and stuff. And um, I think what I'll do is, because I don't get to that part of the town often, when I get down there again, I'll make sure I have a copy of your press kit and, some of these cards and, and everything else you sent me, and I'll drop it off there and see if they'll consider putting a book in there and maybe even scheduling like a book signing. Oh, wow, definitely. Because they have all of the top books um, written by black authors there, and that's like our biggest bookstore. We have another one um, downtown, too, and I'll go check them out. I haven't been down there in a long time. We have we have quite a few, um, but they're kind of small. Like, you you don't even see them advertised as much, but I'll look for them and um, try to hook you up with that, too. But we got, like, two minutes left in the show, so what i like to do is just say um, thank you for the audience uh, for popping in and, and listening to us discuss with Nancy um, her book, and also listen to Kyra Simone, her music and her book. I want to say thank you to Eldred, who is holding it down, giving us some knowledge in the chat room. And I want to say thank you to DA, another radio host with us. He's with uh, WDKK Radio. If you check it out on Blog Talk. And, um, of course, we have Nancy just, you know, watching everybody in the, in the uh, chat room with us. And um, anybody who else was in there earlier, computer lady, and um, big man, um, I want to thank everybody for coming in and listening. Be sure to catch the show next Wednesday, um, where we are featuring um, some R&B soul from the UK, and uh, um, we also have Thursday and Friday. We have two bands from Canada 
that we'll be promoting. One is a hip-hop band on Thursday, and we have a rock band on Friday. And don't forget, on Tuesday, my uh, radio show of Indie Radio AM, we will be featuring uh, Jaton, who's going to actually call in. They're going to try to make it in live, but they're going to call in. But we'll be tweeting questions to them from Mingles on Network on my Twitter account. So it's twitter.com forward slash Mingles on Network. Feel free to put your questions in and get that out to them. Thanks, everybody, for being such a wonderful audience. Thank you, Nancy. We will discuss more later about getting information for you. And I'm going to end the show with um, some music, and hopefully everybody will return with me on Tuesday. Thanks for coming, everyone. Have a good night. Everything.